This is Season 2, Episode 5 of Mastering the RPG, a tabletop RPG podcast all about upping your game. Doesn't matter if you're a game master or player, you'll find advice, ideas, and some strong opinions. Tonight's episode, yapping about RPGs, or where the heck is James? Welcome to Mastering the RPG. Like I said, we're all about upping your game with advice, ideas, cool stuff, opinions, all sorts of cool stuff like that. I'm Carl with my hosts, Eric and James, and you can find information about us at MasteringTheRPG.com. You can send us email, give us feedback, ask questions at GameMaster at MasteringTheRPG.com. I've got Eric with me tonight. I don't have James. James is a busy, 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 busy person, and he has so much stuff to do. And so instead of uh, instead of rocking a, a normal topic with advice and a whole bunch of other stuff, we thought we'd just yap about some stuff that we saw, that we know. But uh, let's start off by saying hello, Eric. Hello, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James is off on his epic solo quest. Uh yeah, he'll come back stronger and leveled up. For it's sure. like a pilgrimage of of work. <laughs> He's got so yeah. much work; it's like a pilgrimage. He's uh, so yeah. Hopefully, he'll come back. Uh, uh, he won't come back rested. I know that because he's got a lot that he's doing. But hopefully, he'll come back excited to uh, go through some of the topics. We've got a lot of topics on the plate, but we need his insight and we need his uh, his uh, brain to make them as interesting as possible to everybody. So, I was just bouncing around and talking about things and i said i saw some games that were being released in 2023 or um are coming up down the you know down the pipe a little bit and i thought what the heck i would just bounce them off of eric see what he thought um see if maybe you guys don't know about them and so it'll be something that uh, you'll learn something about uh the first one i wanted to talk about that i ran into was free league is now making a walking dead rpg that's right the the folks who did who seem to buy all of the franchise rights, or not franchise rights, but all of the uh, rights to your favorite franchise. Well, it's one of your um, favorites, right? I mean, Alien RPG, is that they did that? They right? did Alien. They did... Yeah. Um, uh, Mutant Zero. I know Mutant Zero, Mutant Year Zero, right? That was the first one. That was, that was the was first like, one that had the That Mutant, was the conception of the, the engine. The Mutant yeah. Zero engine. But they also did Blade Runner 2049. Oh, okay. Um, they're doing, and now they're doing Walking Dead. And I think there's a few others. Um, they definitely pick up on licensed material. And actually, that might be, I don't know, that might be a negative, right? Uh, you know, how The Walking Dead is a very specific flavor of post apocalyptic, and maybe that'll just play. I have Alien, I have the Alien game, and it's really, yeah, really cool it um, yeah. and pretty, pretty neat. But it really does. It's it's all about alien. It's not it's not like a generic in space horror game. You can use it for that, but interesting. It's not it's it's not like the the bestiary has the aliens that you're used to seeing, and it doesn't add anything more to that. It doesn't have a lot. I I, I don't know, but but the core really, mechanics. I mean the yeah the mechanics like, are pretty good. easy to lay over. Okay. Yeah, the it, does a, nice. it does a good job of like amping up fear, right? That's a big part of the game. Right. Their their whole mechanic has that right. pushing the pushing the roll. So you have yeah. it's based on D six six sided dice. Um, you know, with the six being a success. 
Um, but if you fail, you can kind of push your luck by taking an alien specifically, but mutant, um, the zero engines basically got this. You kind of push your roll and you're rolling another D6 yeah, or another yeah, yeah. set of D6s to add. But if you get a one, um, and since they use special dice often, that would be like, you know, another a different color, different color pip or whatever. But um, if you get a <laughs> one, then bad things happen. In an alien, you happen to panic. And, you know, you're, you, you know, you go game over man crazy, basically. So, um, yeah. Interesting. But it's, it's, so it's maybe in Walking Dead, then you get like attacked or, yeah, I, I, I okay, sorry, continue what you're saying. I, I have a couple thoughts on this. No, but... no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, I mean, f- first of all, I mean, I don't think there's not actually a ton of zombie games and we'll talk about another one that's coming out soon. There's not actually like a ton of actual specific zombie games. I, there's one that's, I forget what it's called, but it's like something about, it's like a longer sentence. Like we're, we're going to come for you. It's like, there's older ones. Um, even Savage World, Savage World doesn't have like a good straight actual zombie. Well, they have Dead End, right. which is a setting. They, oh, they okay. have the Dead yeah. End setting, which the is a yeah, yeah, Ace yeah, yeah. product. Yep. Yeah, an Ace one, but not like a big official one. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I, I feel like with Walking Dead, well, first of all, like I was saying, so uh, there's not a ton of zombie stuff out there. Walking Dead is pre is is a more specific type of zombie right game. Like, I mean, it's really all about those human stories and all. I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of over Walking Dead. Maybe it's because the TV series like really burned me out on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's not like for me. It's not, I'm not that excited about the actual setting itself. Like, I think there's more interesting zombie settings out there. Um, and like, I I feel like Walking Dead would have d- done better maybe with in the Apocalypse Engine one. And the kind of leaning oh, in more okay. to like the kind of social side of Walking Dead, you know, more, uh, more like with the, a narrative engine. Um, yeah, yeah, and like I mean, the big thing with Apocalypse Engine games are they? they, they I mean, a lot of them they leverage like um, st- what are they? They strings or there's a lot of things I call them. I'm not all of them do, but a lot of them. You mean moves they, and stuff. There's like the that. moves, but then like like Monster Hearts does this, and I, I think a couple of other ones do it, where you can kind of leverage more of like person like relationships it's kind of set up to be easier to like really you know it's a more tightly narrative and like to do with more of the relationship i could see that more for walking dead than like just a straight horror experience but i don't know yeah and Um, and i haven't and i haven't seen like a a, a, you know preview of it or anything like that i I just happen to know the 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 mutant zero engine a little bit and it's it's interesting but uh, again it's going to provide a specific kind of play experience i'm i'm guessing and so it's the question i always i'm thinking is freely kind of getting too many of these out you know should they get that engine and sort of uh take it and more genericize it and do things that aren't based on ip but i i don't know that they, they seem to be doing pretty well um on what they're doing already um yeah and the kickstarter one that like i the ran kickstarter's in the kickstarter's this month too so yeah it's so coming, it's coming out up. soon and yeah, what, what, let's look at the website. It's it's based on specifically they talk about the AMC version, so it's not even the graphic novel version. It's the AMC verse of that. So I don't know who knows if that makes a big difference, but I'm certainly burned out on the AMC version. But anyways, continue. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of it to be honest with you. So, um, uh, so so the other one, another one I ran into, and I, I had to talk to you about Eric about it because yeah. um, it was it's Gloomhaven the RPG. And I guess that's kickstarting in April, but I've never played Gloomhaven, but it's famous, right? And so I—that's why. Oh, yeah. That's why I pinged you on it and said, "Hey, it's an RPG, and it's supposed to use some of the mechanics 
from the game um, and and some of yeah. that flavor. So I I don't know. What do you think about that having a Gloomhaven RPG? How does that make you feel? <laughs> I am so so. Just a, a quick back, uh, history here. I actually kickstarted Gloomhaven. I was the very early back. I was like one of the earliest backers of Gloomhaven. So I had all I had the special stuff. I had all the things, all the bells and whistles, um, and I played it early. Uh, so yeah, I, I love Gloomhaven. I love the, I love the the world. It's, it's it's you know it's a really cool world. I mean it's it's pretty much you know what you think of as fantasy, but there's a lot of its own kind of twists and um, unique things. And I but I really love the character classes um, and the flavor and the mechanics of the character classes are awesome. So that makes me really excited. Like I am 100% going to back this. I am curious though because I I the things I have read about it is that it is based on using cards. And they're <clears throat> expanding the cards to have like an out of like those. I think it'll be the two normal. There's going to be like each card will have the two normal kind of actions um, that the that the game does. Where quickly the the game has for your your character, you have a deck of cards per kind of class, and um, on the, each card is split into two halves. And normally one is like a movement or utility ability and one is more of like a spell or like an attack, but they mix those up. And then there's generic actions, like the top's always an attack and the bottom's always a movement. And so the, the whole mechanic of that is that you, you pull two cards out for your turn and you have to play the top half of one card and the bottom half of the other card. Um, so and, and also the cards themselves are initiative. So there's an interesting mechanic there. I'm very curious how they're going to translate into a tabletop RPG and having cards, especially if this is going to be compatible with like Foundry, because I mean, you know, well, maybe it's not as intense as it was during the pandemic. I still think like, I mean, I don't know what you think, Carl, but I, I think it's like it has to be over 80% of people playing tabletop games now are digitally or online. Right? Well, well so. considering the hobby grew so fast, in the yeah. last few years, I, I have a feeling a lot of people, that's just how they started playing, was playing yeah. online and not even having a local group that they started Absolutely. with. So, yeah. so, play, so online gaming is a force to be reckoned with for sure. And it's not something that a game can forget about if it wants to be successful, I think. Um, yeah. Know. So I, I hope they have something. I mean, they would have to put a lot of work into, you know, actually making the stuff for foundry or uh roll 20 or whatever um but yeah so the cards i think they're putting a third option on these cards to have like out of combat stuff so yeah i'm very curious about this one i mean it's really intriguing i'm, I'm gonna kickstart it just because i love the world and they're good game designers um <laughs> or make sure i think you, it'll be i mean yeah it'll be really sure popular i think make sure you yeah me will, when that absolutely. one comes out so for <laughs> yeah. sure i haven't played but i've heard a lot of good stuff about it and you know i like to have a little bit different games on the bookshelf just in case so um you know, their conventions always interesting to try different games at conventions hey, and use different mechanics absolutely. with people. So, yeah. um, so I had another thing. I want to bounce around a little bit, but um, there's another thing going on. Uh, a game called Shadow Dark, which has got just this immense amount of buzz. Um, I don't know. All I know about it is what I've seen on YouTube videos, and it seems like every YouTuber who's got an RPG channel did something on Shadow Dark. Um, to the point where somebody on Twitter um, was complaining that did they pay all these people? <laughs> it was like it's possible. Something yeah, possible. you don't know. It could have happened, but um, but the the point of this one is it's supposed to have an OSR feel, but includes some kind of five E mechanics in it, like some more modern mechanics, even though it's mm. got an OSR feel. For example, it 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 only has stats, 
So it's got a role under mechanic. So there's not a bunch of skills okay. and stuff like that. You have your basic dexterity, intelligence, strength, and you're rolling underneath those to do skill checks, which is very AD&D, old school yeah. um, kind of gaming. But then it's got, I think, advantage and disadvantage concepts and a few things like that that also go into it. Um, I was pretty psyched about it. I thought that'd be kind of cool. But then it said it's going to be printed in digest format. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, never mind. I don't think I want a 300-page digest format book. You know, those <laughs> are that's kind of small. and um, But it, it's got a lot of buzz. And it's Kickstarters going on right now. So maybe that's something people would be interested in. Um, I don't know. Eric, you're not an OSR kind of person. So I know that probably no, wouldn't be your I jam. Mean, yeah, means, I mean, so. I actually have heard. Now I looked at it, and I'm like, I have heard about. I saw, I've read about this before. Yeah, I'm not. It's a little too OSR for me. I mean, uh, rolling three d six in order, like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Like that's I, well, and I the just price point. The price point too. Um, I think it's thirty dollars for the PDF only, and it's like, yeah, I'm more of a fifteen twenty dollar PDF, maybe. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. The book you can charge me sixty bucks for, that's fine, but you know, I'm I think the PDF should be a little cheaper, personally. Um so anyway, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Now Yeah, it's it's it's, it's like they're trying to basically ride the five E train to kind of get five E people into OSR is almost like a, a gateway system into OSR. But on but honestly it just looks to me like it's just an OSR so I, I don't really see how it's that really that different from any other OSR system i don't know maybe i'm missing something but. i i think i'm missing something too it, it, it's just <laughs> i don't know why it's got so much buzz it's like i like all the That's channels cool i watch suddenly it's, it's like cool art. uh very black and white and kind of again that old schooly look right yeah so yeah um, so here so i had another one that i ran into that i thought was a lot of people get totally psyched about it i'm sure uh matt mercer is working on his own rpg now um Kind of hush hush. I just heard like you know, um, it, it's not like coming yeah, out. Yeah, we've been hearing inklings about it. Yeah, little yeah especially inklings. With the, especially with the whole um, uh, OGL debacle, and people were saying, "Is he going to split off?" And they they were so quiet on it that there was a lot of like buzz about it, possibly. Yeah, and it's called it's called Syndicult. Um, it's kind of a magical. It's it's got a lot of magic in the system. I think it's the the settings based on like. Um, competing um, organized crime systems or something or organized um, yeah. groups like that. But there's a significant amount of magic, very much not a lot about it. It's just that it's being worked on. And so I, I from their publishing company, their new publishing. Yeah. Company. Their new publishing yeah. company. And, you know, considering how big critical role is, I, I can't believe that thing is not going to be, even if it's worse, the worst designed game of all time, that it's not going to be a smashing hit. Um, and we'll yeah, see. I mean, definitely will ride the wave of their popularity, but th this is not going to be the the system that replaces. What I mean, everybody's waiting for is like, what? Where's the fantasy system that will be replacing D and D? Because I think people, most people, agree that they're gonna they're gonna want to go to their own system instead of staying on with Five E, you know, for their for the actual like uh, game for the actual stream games. Yeah. So yeah. Th this is not going to be that replacement. I think this is them. This is them having like a more modest kind of approach to their first published product you know um not something too big getting like the ball rolling get like people to see their what they can produce and everything interesting um, that's an interesting yeah. take that, on that's it. what my read is at least yeah yeah <laughs> but, yeah I, I think people are going to expect a lot more than 
than that, but that's a. I think they are. I think they are, but I think they're going to be. Yeah, that's just at least my impression of what I've seen. Like you said, it's been very little actual information out there, but yeah. And and I don't know. I'm not a big, uh, don't throw apples or uh, throw tomatoes at me, but I'm not a big critical role fan. I don't really watch it. So I I thought that would be something interesting. A lot of people who do watch it and enjoy it. And, uh, you know, he's a very creative guy. And so his setting he came up with and everything. So um, I'm sure the setting that goes along with it's going to be fantastic. We'll just see how the mechanics are, um, whether they feel more D and D, they feel more something else, or you know what they look like. So, I mean, I, I like Critical Role. I'm not, you know, I, I can't watch that many stream games, but I love the. I mean, I've watched some of it them, and but I like I love the animate, and I love I love the show on Amazon. I love the Amazon show. I kickstarted the oh, show actually. Oh, too. oh no, that yeah, that I love. So love. I kickstarted it. Uh, I would say though, like I've bought his products, and I will say that the Gunslinger and the Witch, uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, the other class he made, I didn't ever think they were that. They're like they were good, but they were either like too strong. Like one was really strong and one was kind of underpowered. So I didn't really think they had the best mechanical balance as far as classes go. But you know they're also working within, like it was like custom designed pretty pretty quickly for like a character of his, and then like for Vin Diesel I think originally. So yeah, so I, I'm I'm kind of like at a wait and see. Yeah, don't throw tomatoes. <laughs> but, uh, we'll yeah. see. Let me, I mean, let me make it perfectly clear. The yeah. uh, Legends of Box uh, Machina. Box Machina is like one of my favorite shows. So let me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then of course everybody knows about Project Black Flag, right? Oh yeah. Um, that the important this one. Part- this one was really they 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 came out with their play test, and I think I talked about this with you. I haven't had a chance to talk about it with James because me and James really get into this stuff, especially with D and T. But they really rushed their first playtest. Oh yeah, it, it's it was like hor- it was worse than than D and D one's playtest, which I also thought was like not enough. When you compare it to Pathfinder, Pathfinder straight up came. Here's the core rule book, right? Here's and then they'll have their other playtests will come out. They'll be like, here's the like some new rules and like two full classes. The problem with Project Black Flag and like that, it was so limited in its scope that there's really no way for us to playtest anything Wait. in it because you can't see like, okay, well, this seems okay, but are you going to change this part of the class? Are you going to change this part of the other rule system? Like, there's not enough. Um, there's not enough. I kind of the words are escaping me. There's meat not enough. The uh, <laughs> yeah, there's not enough meat there, and there's not enough like there's nothing to compare. Like we need other stuff to see. Okay, so this is what you're doing with like this these type of class features. So now these having feats at this level, like there's just not enough there to actually playtest anything, right? Like you can you can kind of sub that in with the five e rules, but that's not what they're doing. So I think they made a huge mistake, um, letting out that they they should like hold back way more stuff. Uh, before releasing any playtests, well, it kind of seems like they're gonna, they're not doing that. They're just releasing this piecemeal. Well, and, well, obviously, yeah. playtest one. Well, maybe it's obvious to me or how I feel about it. That was rushed out because of the OGL debacle, and they said, "Oh, to we're gonna we're gonna yeah. do our own thing." And people yeah. are going, "Okay, where's your own thing?" And so the first playtest really wasn't a playtest. It was kind of more like an introduction, right? I mean, it had a lot of it was like, background it was information. Like a, <laughs> I I always would describe it as like. Someone giving me a a, a, a synopsis, uh, oh, somebody like like somebody writing out 
a, a movie trailer that they saw. Like somebody being like, oh, here, I'm going to write out this, <laughs> what I saw. Like, it's not even a movie trailer. It was like somebody describing a movie trailer to me, you know? That's what it <laughs> felt like. It was like, there's way, there's not enough depth here. And they basically, it seems, okay, so you're doing one. To, yeah, there's just not enough here. Um, again, I really like Cobalt Press. James absolutely loves Cobalt Press. He uses Cobalt Press for all his stuff. But they're mechanically, I'm just going to say this again, I, I have a lot of their things. Mechanically, their stuff's either like really underpowered or really overpowered. Um, like a lot of their like classes and their sub, like subclasses and some of their spells. So their stuff ranges all over the place. But I love their like lore. I love their creature designs. I have their bestiary and everything. So yeah, this one, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it because I want a better 5e. I like having like a simplified a simpler system like Five E, especially to introduce new people into the hobby. Um, but I have a lot of problems with Five E that I've had for years, you know. So yeah, yeah. So hopefully it's not just a, a clone with some minor reskinning, so that they can not, you know, not violate so they can keep the, the products one around. D and D. Yeah, um, but and uh, that, that is a problem I think because like all, both One D and D and them, I and mean, like I don't think One D D is going to be compatible, and I kind of doubt this is going to be compatible but like it, it, 5e needs a bigger overhaul than just a point it needs like a 0.75 it needs like i personally that's what i think it needs a much bigger overhaul than just let's keep everything compatible and i understand why they would do that but to be the system that i think everybody wants i don't think that's going to be that, that's going to go far enough you know yeah i i think there's going to be i i don't think they're going to push the envelope personally yeah. but the play test number 2 is coming this month so it's supposed to be all right, I'll this <laughs> month. So we'll see what they added into the playtest too. And, I'm sure yeah. <laughs> every one of my YouTubers that I watch will have something on it. So I'll get multiple, definitely multiple, yeah. um, and then hopefully I'll get a chance to read it myself. Um, so I don't play a lot of D and D five E. So I'll look at it and go, "Well, this is interesting." But Eric, you'd say, "Oh, this is just like D and D," and it's you know stuff yeah. like that. So, um, and so the the last thing is, I think kind of more in the Pathfinder vein, right, Eric? You've, yeah. You ran, in some, ran into something really interesting. I, this one came out of nowhere. I'm totally... The reason I'm even bringing this up because I'm so perplexed by it, it's called Hope Finder. It's um, Jason Bowman's, who's the kind of... I think he's the... I forget his actual position, but he's the head designer at, at Paizo um, for Pathfinder 2E. And it's a... They call it a... I think they call it like a post-apocalyptic zombie hack of Pathfinder 2E. So it's utterly bizarre to me. Again, there's not a ton of zombie stuff out there. But this is them using, this is a, this is supposed to be, it's on Kickstarter right now. This is supposed to be a narrative game, a narrative zombie game that uses Pathfinder 2E uh, mechanics. Stripped down mechanics, obviously. Like, I know Yulin can go up to level five. Um, I think it's classless. To me, it's just weird. It's like, I, when I think of narrative, <laughs> like, I love, you know, I love Pathfinder 2E. I'm a huge, I've gotten a lot of people into it. From 5e i've rescued a lot i've rescued a lot of 5e players and brought them over to the 2e right wait but way before the ogl thing was going on so you know i love 2e but when i think of narrative i don't think of pathfinder 2e no <laughs> you know, I don't that think is of not pathfinder at all. It, it's not the crunchiest game but it's certainly not a narrative game so uh yeah i, I i'm just perplexed by it. like why if you're gonna make a narrative zombie game i mean i i guess a lot of the math is there i i don't know i don't know i mean it, like you don't need all those math and mechanics to make a narrative game. So it does look like it's doing some cool. I might, I'm on the fence about backing it. I I might still, um, it does a lot of stuff. Like you, you have a lot of, um, there's still feats and there's skills and there's backgrounds, all that stuff. Um, 
there's a lot there's like a flashback mechanic that i think is a big is a big part of the game something that we might in savage worlds we might think of like as interludes almost i think so i think that's gonna be a big part of the narrative part of the game at least is like you, you you there's all these different types of flashbacks and you talk about like maybe your your origin of when you were there like when the zombie apocalypse happened. i'm not really sure of all the details but i know that's a big part of it so uh yeah i'm just completely perplexed by it if anything <laughs> <laughs> well i mean especially um you know pathfinder you're playing heroes right in a zombie apocalypse game yeah. you should be playing more endangered people you're not really heroes so how does that all work out it's, it's just fascinating that that's such a thing. It's it like harkens back to the D twenty days where there were there was D twenty apocalypse games and they had to kind of shoehorn them into the three O rules um, because of the that's what the original OGL was back in the D twenty like D and D three three days. So it'll be interesting whether that's a shoehorn or whether they just find some really unique space to play in. That's that's yeah. fascinating. So that's cool. And that's what I might. I mean, it's pretty cheap. So I might just back. I might just back it just because of curiosity. Honestly, um, I'm not like I don't have a big need to play in a zombie game, anyways. And if I did, I could. You know, Savage Worlds is Savage so Worlds. like we played a zombie yeah. game. I mean, yeah. it's just so easy to play with Savage Worlds. So um, I might just get it purely for for curi- to save my curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> the the support. But yeah, that's Kickstarter's on now. Like. So if you wanna, you, you should look at it now if you're curious. I think it has a week to go. So yeah. Oh, okay. Um, when this drops, you may have missed the window, but we'll <laughs> we'll see. We record these about a week in advance, so yeah. Um, and so, so those were kind of some of the cool game things that I ran into as I was looking at what's coming up, and you know, just looking at where I'm going to spend my my cash. That's not on Savage World stuff. Um, and there was they're just kind of interesting. But I had another thing I was thinking about since we're just again the title is yapping about RPGs is. Yeah. Um, kind of like the what kind of current games and toughness and our, our struggles are we having? I have personal struggles right now. I, I'm Carl, oh, and I'm having it. personal struggles with my <laughs> my own RPG game, and Eric's in it. So this, so we'll be he'll be metagaming <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah. I so I I'm doing this sci-fi game. Um, it's kind of a planet hopper, but it's based on the technology that the group is using to plan and hop is advanced and they don't really understand it because it was found technology um, in a sense. And it's based on a previous, I think we mentioned it in previous um, episodes, but it, you know, it's based on, you know, there was a, a time, you know, super advanced technology. It fell, the player characters, you know, the, their society grew up in the ashes and they found some of this technology. One of them they found was a ship. So they're planet hopping. And because of uh, the background, so it's not like Traveler. Where Traveler, you're planet hopping no. and you're going and you're saying, oh, you're going to this planet and, you know, the, the, we're interacting with stuff on that planet and it's just, it makes sense. This is, I'm having a hard time. Like, how do I, I'm trying to get you guys engaged. Here's, here, yeah. Here's, I think, like, let, let me, let me chop it. Cause I hear, I think, I think this is something that's interesting. I think when we were coming, at least my impression, and I think maybe some of us were coming into it, it was, it was going to be obviously really, uh, uh, there was going to be a lot of weirdness with it and like mystery to it. Um, because it was like, this is the game campaign that we played like three campaigns ago. And then we're like, the, we have this world that we've all kind of worked on together and updated it. I think we maybe thought that we were getting into it would be like uh, some ex- a lot of exploration, and then like maybe there would be factions, and it'd be, it'd be like a traveler game. And then we thought, 
And actually, it's really interesting. Now it's like basically just a straight mystery. Like it's all of the play. It's one big mystery. It's not like we're dealing with individual things. The entire thing is one big mystery, right? And that's the thing that I think none of us expected. Definitely, I don't. I, I didn't expect it. Um, right? I don't think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if the other players did, but I don't. I don't think. Yeah, it I most definitely we, we was not going ideas. to be. A, it most definitely yeah. was not going to be a traveler game. Um, yeah, there, there yeah. is, there is something going on that you guys are learning about. It, it is a mystery. It's just like the original campaign. You guys were discovering that the world yeah. was not the world you thought of, and there's this technology, and there's this ancient peoples, and you know, you discovered killer robots you've never seen before, and you had to learn about them, and. It's the same thing. There's there's a, a fundamental mystery at hand that you guys are kind of getting thrown in the middle of, and you're peeling the onion back. Um, but I'm trying to understand whether that's really engaging everybody because there's still planet. You still got to go to the planet and do stuff in order yeah. to peel the onion. And I, I sometimes feel like you guys get to the planet and it's like, oh, we'll collect some stuff and then we might as well just leave. And it's like, well, you, you've kind of missed the point of the planet or what's going on on the planet, you know? So uh, I, I, it's different. It's not a traveler game. Is that a good thing or is there something missing to get, you know, one of the players, um, he's totally into it, it feels, and he's normally not into the games because his character seems to be the one who's doing stuff now because he's the intelligence officer. Well, the officer. last planet. The last yeah, planet. Yeah, the last yeah. planet, and, and, yeah. and because And because, like, well, the big... It was that part because he hasn't, he, he hasn't been doing he hasn't had a lot of chance to do a lot of stuff um, because he's like the intelligence officer. But then also he's like human, and the only other human on board is actually is an NPC. <laughs> like the right. rest of us are all yeah. are all weird uh, um, anthropomorphic animal um, people. So we we like just straight up couldn't leave. Like uh, my character, who is basically the illusionist arcane background that we from fantasy uh, companion. Um, but it's all technology. It's basically, I, I call it my super virtual, my character calls it a super virtual tabletop um, power armband, <laughs> but it's a, basically he, it's like a, it's a really advanced techno, uh, techno, tech, uh, 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 really advanced machine for like LARPing from like, if you think about LARPing in like a, a 500 years and be like a, a portable holographic projector. So that's right, how we've, right. we've like done the trappings of it. Uh, and I haven't taken disguise, which I was like, God damn, like I was just kicking myself. Cause like if I only had, if I had the disguise power, Right. Like we could have done a lot more stuff. So that was a big issue there. I mean, it, it's yeah, he's been on this. Now, the, the rest of it is I feel like it's been mostly on my character because I am the scientist and we have two big mysteries going on. And like some of it, it's been hard because it's like Eric knows thinks he knows a lot of stuff that's going on. I'm trying to keep it with my character would know, but it's also important that my character kind of gets these things because that's kind of moving the story forward, right? So, because we have like, one of the mysteries is like, how does our faster than light drive function? And my character's been kind of figuring that out or trying to at least with theories. And the other one is like, well, what's going on with these basically Star Trekian seeded planets? And like each planet that we're going to, we're finding that like, the the animals and the people are like the people are genetically identical to other people's but like we've been you know this has been like since the singularity happened what it's been like thousands of years and then there's yeah, like some other years we just ago. found yep. yeah we found new anthropomorphic animals that are that are not like us but they're similar enough so there's a lot of like weird stuff going on i think maybe we thought originally that it would be there'd be a big mystery but it would still have like we might have like more individual quests on the planet you know 
Well, and that's what I'm trying to, that's, that's the, I guess you're hitting the meat, right? You're hitting the meat of the yeah. thing, right? Um, like this last planet, this interaction between the factions, you could have got plugged into, right? Um, but yes, we could. Didn't really happen. <laughs> um, <No. laughs> um, so, so I, that's something I have to work on. Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe I made it too mysterious, and now it's well, hard with, to get you guys I'll say to with engage. That, with, with that specific planet, it was like we had no personal stake in anything, right? And like we, because he was the only one out there, and when it was like there's this super complicated. It was like it was the most advanced planet we've been to. With like all these politics we had no idea about anything we just had snippets so we like it was this like we like do we want to get involved in this like planet-wide political war that we just have no concept of and i think that's why we were pretty like let's just play it safe we don't want to get bogged down with like a world war ii (laughs) that we have no personal stake in basically well Um, it, it feels like you guys are much more interested in more of the planets that like the first planet where it's like a complete something happened and nothing is around and now you can explore and find stuff, you know, let's, hmm. yeah. I, I don't know. I'm trying to understand because with an advanced planet, it's going to be advanced. There's going to be, you know, there's not guys running around with sticks because another planet you yes, guys were into, sure. they're basically, yeah. they're running around in the stone age. And so you came in and kind of helped them become better. Yeah, we got involved um, with them too. Yeah, because yeah, they were because the prime directive does not exist, and it's okay. Yeah, we have, we're, we we're allowed. Do not have There's no prime, prime directive. <laughs> There's no prime directive. I think with them, if 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 it was maybe like if we saw like oh here's somebody being like if there was people near us who were being like oppressed, and we were like okay we we can either see these people getting like slaughtered, like if there was a more impetus in and specific because the other two planets were great, and we we really had a personal stake, especially in that second planet to help those tribal people out. But like, you know, that was a pretty quick solve. Like we defeated that one group and then we didn't really have anything else to do there. Um, I think with the third planet, yeah, if we had seen, cause like it was like we were being hunted and then we were like, Oh, we need to like stay under the radar basically. Um, if there was a, if there was another monetist thing, but if we were like more, Oh, okay. We, we, we need to like step in like morally. It's like morally we need to step in or, you know, we rescue somebody and then they're like, Oh, you have to give them back to us. You know what I mean? If there was something like, if there was a, I think draw like that, because the way we set up our characters were to be these kind of in explorers that were very, you know, I don't know if England did Spain to the new world, but <laughs> pretty much. Right. Sort of like that. So I you mean, guys didn't expect you'd run into like advanced civilizations. <laughs> and, but well, I think maybe we did. Maybe like another spacefaring civilization or something. But it was just like it was so much. It was almost like overwhelming that we were like we we ourselves couldn't like I don't think we thought we because like while we have this ship we don't have like laser guns and personal shields. Nope, so nope. us getting involved in this war like I don't think we thought we could even we even talked about it beyond like launching an asteroid from space and being war criminals <laughs> like a city <laughs> like i don't think i don't see how we could have really like shifted the war in any way unless like we assassinated a leader or something but we don't like art like we have some because like what oh, we trap as like the fantasy the arcane backgrounds those are like advanced technology and stuff right so we have right. a little bit of an edge over them but they pretty much have the same wet like weapons grade technology that we do i, I believe right so I think there was nothing where, like, we didn't really think we could do anything. I think that's at least what I thought. Like, there was nothing that we could really do. Yeah. And so that that was the struggle there. So there was definitely stuff you guys could have done. 
And really? Oh yeah, sure. Um, I didn't. Th- I didn't think you had that. For- I thought it was like, oh yeah, I knew that there must be something more. But I was like, I don't see how. I I was scared. Like I was like, I don't know how we actually get involved in this without like potentially getting killed. I mean, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, what was the hook? What was like one of the hooks there that that we missed? Well, it's not really missed. I mean, you you were there. Okay. It, it was just a matter of um, engaging more with the, if you would engage a little bit more with this group this political thing that's going on the war yeah. the war wasn't inevitable right um it just okay. kind of had to happen to kind of move things along right it, it, yeah. if you guys would have been and and what was on this planet is you had a chance to discover another civilization and understand how they grew up um from where they came yeah. from and because, like you said, the humans are um, biologically the same, as far as you guys can tell. Yes. Right? Your tests show that these humans are genetically the same um, on this planet. You're still trying to figure out why that is. And you haven't, you haven't yet done any, so, uh, what's the... Um, Societal... Sociology kind of things like how these societies created and where they came from it's been more that snapshot in time um you know you get you get a feel for it right the the, the, the planet where everybody was running around with spears there were skyscrapers that were in disarray so i think you guys kind of went oh something like our planet happened bad things happen and these are the people who are left over from that um but learning some of those these society and where they came from and their history may help Here, your quest. Here's what I'll say to this. And I think this is actually a good point for the podcast in that when we were making the characters, like I made my character specifically, the, the, he's, his, his focus was on biology, but he's also just a scientist. So he's also, cause he had to be like a broad range of things, but we literally had no character be the anthropologist. And I think in, in like looking back at it now, <laughs> hindsight 2020, right? Like you, you could have been like, one of you needs to be the anthropologist. Because, like, you see with my, my character will not, he's curious, but he's mostly curious. Like, you see my character is extreme. Like, I've gotten into a lot of yep. trouble being curious. But that's me being like, I'm going to investigate this, like, hole. And then I got attacked by a giant snake creature. <laughs> like, so I, like, I, I think my character is doing the job of, like, I, I'm, ca- I'm, you know, I'm taking the time to catalog all this stuff from the biological point of view and geological yep, and all those yep, things. Yep. But we have no other character that is an anthropologist. I think if we did have a character who was an anthropologist, then they'd be like, okay, we need to then like disseminate this culture more. I think Sean was talking about, he was originally kind of talking about doing that, but then he shifted to a spy because nobody has, nobody has academics. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought, I thought he did um, when he, he first made his character to. up and yeah. then he, he pulled a plug on that one. So, um, so I think this is the thing when you're making the game and this is again, not, not really to your fault, but I think in retrospect, I can look back on it now that you should, that maybe it should have been like, you should have been like, okay, we need somebody who's a scientist, like a bio, like a hard scientist. And we need somebody who's like an anthropologist. Cause if that, like, you know what I mean? Cause if that, like, if that stuff's going to be really important, then you definitely need somebody whose character who's like built that way. So they'll focus on that. Cause we don't have anybody who's focused on that at all. Well, and if you would have had somebody who was an anthropologist, I guess they would have felt the, the need, I mean, yeah, the need, like to yeah. as part of their character to push that. Nothing says exactly. you can't go and look at the history of these people or whatever, right? Nothing stops you from doing that. No, nothing stops. It's just us. a no. character, somebody whose character had that skill would want to use that skill 
it yeah. would kind of push you guys. That makes that makes complete sense. And I, I thought and that was like their role. I thought we too, had right? one, but I, uh, my fault for not obviously checking. Yeah, I, I, that I, that I, that's existed. what I'm saying. So I think I, that's what I said. I don't think it was your fault. I think you thought that we did, and then in retrospect, like when it came out, it was like I think maybe if it was like more clear that we absolutely needed one, then that would have been I because I, I think when I was helping, I was helping Sean. He just didn't want to do it, and I was like, okay, like I'm not gonna convince him <laughs> to do it or not, but um yeah because even like my like i have i don't even have a d4 in it so i don't know who would even disseminate most of the the information um if we did have it for sure so maybe maybe that's something to bring up with i think here we bring up with the group maybe be like does somebody next advance if somebody could take a d4 in academics or <laughs> something like that i don't know if that's a solution or not because uh, i don't want it to just all be barren planets either i i like that there was like a civilization it was just like I think also because, like I said, I didn't have the disguise power. They they were like, I wanted to go, I wanted to like parachute down into the city. And they're like, no, you're a mouse. They're going to see you. I was like, what if I wear a robe? They're like, no, they wouldn't let me do it. So well, that's um, true. I couldn't get involved even if I wanted to. I was like on a leash. And I so. said there were other creatures, like there yeah. was dinosaur creatures to go along with the humans. I was hoping there was a little hint that maybe the you dog guys... people could have mixed in. Yeah, yeah. yeah it wouldn't have been that great, yeah. of, a, great of a thing. But uh, interesting, interesting. Um, well, there's new planets now, so I yeah, I would say we, we definitely should have more civilization type one, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm having fun, you know, like I said, it's it's a big mystery. I For me personally, I feel like maybe the last session too, I was taking up too much time because it's like, I feel like so much of it's my character's shoulders to figure out some of the actual like mechanical mysteries of like the drive and of like the biological mystery, right? Which I, well, and you seem, I think I'm hitting on, but. Well, yeah. you seem to be the most out of character, the most engaged with the mysteries. Um, mm. I think a couple of folks are just, they want to roll their dice and have their opportunity to to do their thing, you know? So yeah. like our pilot, it's, I want to fly the ship. So give me a reason or to fly the something. ship yeah, yeah. or shoot at something, right? So, yeah. um, and that's fine because that's, that's perfectly fine. That's the fun, right? But it's, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. Every, and I want everybody to kind of enjoy their character doing their characters things. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, interesting. All right. Well, it, it sounds like I need to, we might need to get somebody who has a little more impetus to kind of push that agenda a little bit more. Um, I got to, I think I got to make the engaging with the natives a little more um, engaging a little more <laughs> desirable or even forced you could even for like there could be those where you set up like set up those dilemmas of like okay we're gonna watch a bunch of like school children get slaughtered or something i don't know <laughs> like I, I mean that's that's a that's a pretty like overt way but um but i mean we were engaged with the we i mean we were pretty engaged with the second planet so yeah all right but this is a good time maybe to like talk about we've talked about it in the, the podcast before and you've done it before we're like bring it up to the group you know and be like hey is anybody else feeling this or maybe somebody, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So the stars and wishes as we, as uh, James would yeah, say. Exactly. So, um, so what, uh, so we still got a little bit of time. Any other things you wanted to uh, just wrap about or put a couple minutes in on or, um, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think I was talking about this a little bit before, but I'm working on my own fantasy setting right now, <laughs> which has been an interesting experience drawing from a lot of other settings that I've dabbled with before. Um, cause for me personally, like I, I, I want to run 
some fantasy games. Uh, for me, I use Savage Worlds to run games. I just I, I have played I, I've DM'd Five E and Pathfinder and some other systems, but Savage Worlds to me is just like the way my brain works. It's the easiest way to to DM games, um, and I like using my own settings because I don't like have to you know like we've talked about it too where. Um, I don't like to be like, well, I, let me actually read back on the lore of this. Like, I want to be able to like make up stuff and be like, oh yeah, that's that's no. the lore. I'm such a homebrew. <laughs> I'm such a homebrew yeah. guy too. <laughs> that's the lore. So this has been an interesting experience of building it out, and I'm going through, and, I, and I'm building out. You know, I, I've been working on how I approach. We might even do an episode on this of building your own setting, but how I do it, I do it pretty organically. Like, I get inspiration from. With this one, I actually started with the ancestries. Um, and and then like from there like okay and then i you know in the ancestry sections i talk about where they came from um and that kind of gave me oh okay so this is how this is how this part of the world functions this is how this this part of the world functions like when i was i i have a limited ancestries and i was like okay i want humans to be the only native species to this planet and then when i was thinking about uh no i wanted gnomes in here because i just think they're funny um <laughs> and um I was like, oh, I, I have gnomes. That, they're, they're coming from like the outer astral. They're coming from like out of this universe. And their arrival either caused or um, they're victims of this kind of cataclysmic world storm, a magic storm that destroyed the modern society that the planet was on. And so like, oh, like, oh, that's cool. So I have them to be like, I wanted the gnomes to be weird. So they came from outer space. And that, that led to like, oh, that's what this like, imp, this like, uh, you know, kind of like with you in the singularity event. Um so it's it's been really interesting, kind of. Well, I've written settings before, um, really fleshing out a big fantasy setting here, and but I'm but I'm keeping it into a. I didn't want it to have like the expansiveness of a normal fantasy setting, so this setting specifically is going to be on this isolated kind of super con uh, islands, like kind of like a, an Australia. James will like that, but kind of like an Australia <laughs> or like Australia, New Zealand, you know, um, Tasmania, like that that kind of size. Uh, but have it be fill, filled with wilderness and have it be completely isolated. So there's like over 150 years of people uh, or like 100 years of people colonizing it. And then there was a big push because of a disease, an outbreak of a disease. And then these basically it's really dangerous to travel through because of giant sea monsters and this. I forget what I called it, but like a mist veil, like this mist that's almost that when it's thick, it's solid. So sailors can't even like sail through it, basically. And there was a way of going through like kind of the, the um, more shallow, more the, 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 the lighter kind of like passageways that you could navigate through, but now that's shut off. So my, my idea for the setting was like, I wanted, I wanted to have that fantasy setting and I wanted to have different cultures, but you know, it's only been like a hundred years of them colonizing this Island. And there's a lot of different countries from the old world. So you'll have mysteries, you'll have like a bunch of different countries, but it won't be that same expansiveness of, say like a normal fantasy world right where they could like go anywhere kind of they're kind of stuck and a lot of it's going to be like crazy wilderness too and like mysteries that kind of thing so so it's how, kind so, of a yeah so how big are you thinking this um you said australia but australia is big right and it takes yeah you know a days weeks to travel across that even by car so um, that that's that's that it's kind of an australian size place okay okay um, so there's a lot there's a lot you can do there even though it's it's smaller smaller in size. Yeah, and and like I said, a lot of it's there's going to be um some interesting countries, but most there's going to be like some city states basically. Um and there's going to be a lot of wilderness. So that's like, you know, um and the elves are like 
there's elves around the world, but they're in very isolated pockets of um, nature. And they kind of, they acclimate to each part of nature that they're in and they're going to be there. And then this is actually the first place that they've have really formal relations with like the other species, the other ancestries. So there, there's a lot of like unique things here. Like the, the half elves are only found on this island because of, because they've struck an accord with the elven clans. And there's other races like free golems, which are sentient golems that only happens on this island because traveling through the, the, the mists veil, whatever I want to call it, um, kind of can awaken these golems, which are been servants for, especially this, I have one of the main kingdoms of the old world being this like huge kind of desert kingdom, mainly gnomes and humans, but mainly gnomes that are kind of all about alchemy and science, but they're also mercantile-ish. And that's kind of how their society is structured is that they're the kind of more, the powerful trade families and scientists kind of rule it, kind of like a, what is that, an oligarchy or? Um, yeah. I forget what it's called. But, um, and they're all about like, you know, they're, chemical they're alchemical and magic combinations and they're all about levitation so they have like giant like in this desert which is kind of like an egyptian like uh, floodplains desert there's like giant floating cities or palaces like if somebody's really rich they might have a floating palace so that's the culture that um there's a city state of that that they they basically use like a terraforming device to kind of make a city um so there's only like it's not like the same as spanning as an empire, but they're all about golems and, and then golems are here now. They're sentient. So I'm trying to pick a little like, you know, twist on kind of normal fantasy races. And I think whenever you're designing a fantasy thing, if I ever did even professional products, I think it's good to, you can make twists on fantasy creatures, but always keep it as like an elf and elf because there's so much art out there for elves. <laughs> like I think when we were talking, when we were working on our science fiction thing, it was like, uh, you know, you can make a weird alien, but it for me, like when I think about making too weird of an alien, there's not there's not art out there for people to use in tabletop games. So that's what I always think about in making ancestries. Like you can really make weird ancestries, but you should always kind of often make it where it's something that people could still use art for. Because to me, that's really important is character art. Maybe with AI generation, we'll have less of a need for that, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, if the alien's not out there, then the AI can't generate it either, right? So Right, that's true. That's true. Um, well, I, I guess, you know, if you're making this as a, as a setting that you end up selling, then you'll have to pay for some artwork anyway, but that still doesn't help when yeah. somebody's making a character. Otherwise they'll have the same thing that looks the same all the time. Cause that's the only yeah, art they exactly. have anyway. So that makes, that makes sense. It's interesting that you're thinking ahead for how people would use it. That's kind of cool. Honestly. So. Yeah. I always think about that with, I mean, you know, we've, we've dabbled in a couple settings. This one I'm, I'm mainly doing for myself. We'll see if it, if I think it's cool enough that has any legs, I might do it as a swag product. Is that I'm doing like, you know, I'm going to have beast. I'm going to have its own base theory. I'm not like a lot, but it's own specific things of um, a lot of the cosmology is based on the dreaming again, which I didn't, which is separate from the Aboriginal of Australia. Uh, I didn't even know that when I first came up with the idea, but <laughs> it's uh yeah, so I have my own cosmology. I have my own, you know, I am really writing this out to be not super deep, but like wide. You know what I mean? Not like tall, but wide, I guess. Well, it's you need enough to have the ability to generate adventures within the setting. You don't want it to yeah. be so proscriptive that there's nothing to do. There's nothing to explore because yes. everything's given in depth. But you also want to make sure that there's enough there that people can latch on to and, and build something around it, which is... You know, the, the point of a third party setting, you know, again, like you said, if it would be a swag is to get those ideas and be able to to leverage it. Thing. I think some of the yeah. 
I think some of the products Pinnacle puts out, like Deadlands Lost Colony, they get a little too depth. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like you you don't want to go quite that deep because then it takes away some of the 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 game master or player or whoever their own freedom of expression because something's already completely defined for them. But anyway, yeah, and yeah, and that's exactly when this one. I'm thinking when I think of a head, I think of well, you could use this on a different part of the country that's also a continent or the world. Um, the the way the whole cosmology is set up is that I've been talking about it already with like gods. Like here's the main kind of religions of the things that are represented here. But there you can be you can have any type of like it's all about kind of group consciousness and dreaming. So the gods themselves were created like this dream event happened, and there's the dream sphere. And there's like a prime sphere, which is the material plane, basically. But like when enough people believe in something, you know, and this is not a new concept, but enough people believe in something, they create this thing. So so gods are kind of created from, so like people influence the dreaming and then the dreaming itself influences people in turn. So the gods themselves are kind of creations from group consciousness and ideals of people have. So that, I'm leaving it open when I start running games in this is that players can be like, oh, I have my own god. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And like some of the old world, like I have one part that's just called the Hundred Kingdoms, which that's I, I make a joke like it's actually like eighty six kingdoms, but it's always changing and there's <laughs> things. So like I'm not going to define all those kingdoms. Like you can make your own. Hey, if you're from this other kingdom or you you, you know your family was, then make that up. And they had this own religion, its own culture. So I'm leaving. I'm like enough framework there, but then also like you leave it open for people to do their own stuff because we've talked about this before. Like leverage players, like leverage them doing some of the work for you. Yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm tr- really trying not to overly define a lot of these things and keep it open for people to do their own thing. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I I still have my old setting that I laid out and put everything together like I could sell it, and then I never really had any art, so it's <laughs> just sitting on the hard drive waiting. Oh, One day yeah. it might become a swag product. Um, <laughs> well, it has art. It's, and it's all it's all public domain art, but it's like yeah, it's kind of a cop out, but really need like real art. So, uh, anyway, cool. Very awesome. Um, so yeah, I think that's, uh, that's some good topics. Hopefully the games were interesting to folks and my struggles. And again, if you had ideas, we'd love to share them with everyone. Um, so that's a game master at mastering the RPG.com. And you could say, Carl, you should be doing this or here's my ideas on it. We'd love to hear it. It's not like YouTube where you can just throw something in the comments. You got to send me an email. So, <laughs> so anyway, Hey, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, hopefully you got something out of it. Like I said, uh, drop us a line, an email to game master at mastering If you got a question looking for some advice, or you'd like Eric to adjudicate some differences of opinion within your gaming group. We know he'd love to do that. No one's asked yet, but I think someone should. And, <laughs> and if you like the show, Hey, give us some positive reviews wherever you get your, um, your podcast from um and we'd love to keep doing the show so go ahead check us out at masteringtherpg.com support us email all that good stuff like i said so this is carl with eric and not james tonight saying goodbye and hey so say goodbye guys <laughs> uh happy gaming and i'm not going to do an australian accent <laughs> good day folks okay that's about as i'll do yeah uh, james hates me <laughs> James, James, if you're listening to the end of this, well, I'll, I'll thank you for in. listening to it. So, all right, <laughs> we'll catch you later. Thanks, everyone. All right.